3: All right, and welcome to Fast Break Breakfast NBA Podcast. My name is Keith. Here, once again, with my buddies in the flesh, Chuck. Hey, now. And John, Chuck, you're wearing an amazing Vancouver Grizzlies throwback hat, and yeah. it has your name yeah. on the side. Did you make that?
4: I went to Lids at the Opry
5: Mills Mall.
3: That's great. That's uh, John's church, yes, Opry it's Mills great. Mall. Yes,
5: it's great. Uh, I walked in. Let's be clear. it's The lettering is the same lettering of the word Chuck. He also has the same font tattooed on his hindquarters. It yes. is
3: the same font from the film Harsh Times.
5: Adam's Family Values. <laughs> <laughs> there yeah, will yeah. be blood. <laughs>
4: um, yeah, no, it, it costs uh, $10 to... That's not bad. That's not bad. To customize a hat, it takes 40 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> they were like, come back in 40 minutes. We're like, uh, that's not bad. That's, that's just mall
5: employee time. Yeah, that's, that's less
3: it. time than it takes a Kroger to write your name on a cake. Right
5: that's next sure. door to said lids is the Great American Cookie Shop. Yes. And I'll have you know that those 16 uh, high school Utes Youths. Uh, takes them an hour and a half to uh, write like... Uh, uh, happy Super Bowl on a cookie cake.
3: I will say if you <laughs> order those cookie cakes online, I know this because my wife loves those cookie cakes. Yeah. To order a custom one online, like the earliest pickup is six hours. Yeah. You're like, oh yeah, you can schedule this from six hours from now. You're like,
5: I had to really I, and I had to slide them an extra forty to put a curse word on mine. Hell yeah, dude. But um they they were they were I was like I was like, so how long can I go eat and come back and get that? And they're like you like you gotta go eat for like a long time. <laughs> like what? I like Chuck. You have a customized
3: fast break breakfast jacket. Yes. as Well, you now have multiple custom items. I think like a member of high society.
4: Well, it just uh, I'm a low life that tries to live the high society. This is
3: like this is like personalized cufflinks and yeah. having your, your shirt embroidered, a, a monogramming, with your monogram yeah.
4: on it. Now I'm yeah I'm just trying to keep it funky. Um, but what I found out about this jacket, which I love and is in like eighty percent of my Instagram pictures now, right? Um, it's a woman's jacket. Yeah, it is. So I found that out because uh, the zippers on the opposite yeah. side. I didn't know this until just recently. That I think it's a
5: woman soldier's jacket. Yes,
4: it's. I mean, it's like a an army BDU jacket, taxi kind of escort. But I, I bought it at a Burlington Coat Factory. It was in the men's section. Burlington Coat Factory. Yeah, they're more than just great <laughs> coats. Yeah, yeah sure. Um, and then I, I, I was like, all right, this works, and I bought it and I wore it out, and I've been putting You're it on. Hate the way you look. And I switched my I switched my jacket the other night because it was it was really cold. I was going to wear this one, but I put on another one, and I was like, and I was with somebody. I was like, this is weird. This zipper is on a different side than the other one. And she goes, oh, then that must be a woman's coat. So my favorite coat that I wear all the time and it has Fast Break Breakfast on the back is a big
3: ladies' jacket. So you have, you <laughs> John, have, I know you how you feel. You st- the stitching, <laughs> so a very large
5: I wear a Fast break Breakfast
3: <laughs> logo on the back of the jacket. Can yeah. you, can you cut out that that, that big rectangle no, where it is look. and then and then stitch it on another? First of all, we're living in a, jacket? we're
4: living in the non-binary world. So what is what is gender? You know, it's a choice. And I would and two Bs <laughs> if I can choose <laughs> if I can choose to put on a coat to signify how I stand with uh, the female population in their
5: uh, search for equality. I rights. don't think that jacket's gender neutral.
3: No, it's it very it feels very masculine. Yeah,
5: yeah right. <laughs> it is it is ostensibly the garb that uh, Travis Bickle wore when he tried to kill the president. Right. You yeah, know, that uh, that's
3: exactly what uh-uh. Chuck is wearing.
4: I'm no, not- and, and outwardly it looks very, but it's only the zipper. What I will maybe try to do is get the zipper switched. If I do that, I'm good money.
3: So if you only need to switch the
5: zipper. Change the gender. This
3: is, is this is this going to be covered under the new Medicare for All? I've, I've, I've uh, read stories about about
5: parents getting their kids zipper switched really early nowadays. <laughs> I think that's the, all the that's rage. The,
3: that's the liberal world <laughs> they want. Uh, John, speaking of non-binary, you are uh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> you're dressed honestly. Hey, you're you wearing pointed a, it at my breast. You're wearing a <laughs> Joe Bob Briggs T-shirt, which is pretty yeah. amazing, and your Miami Vice uh, knight... Jacket. Yeah. You kind of look like an online poker player.
5: Feel like an online poker player. For sure his vibe. Yeah. I've, I've lived that life. Who
4: is Joe Bob Briggs?
5: Uh he is the first and probably last drive in theater critic.
4: Whoa. That's awesome.
5: Yeah. He's uh the only th- you might actually know him. Do you remember God stuff from the Daily Show?
4: No. Oh, wait, no. Oh, it was like This Week in God? Yes. That one, yeah.
5: That was also him under his real name, John Bloom. Oh, okay. But uh, he's like a pr- kind of preeminent satirist. Uh, he's, um, he's, he's one of my heroes. I am your hero, baby. It's, it's, it's pretty much uh, Joe Bob Riggs, uh, Huey Brown, and uh, Doyle Brunson. <laughs> <laughs> Those are my three heroes in life. Oh,
4: well, it's, not, I, it's not great. Mine's Hugh Hefner, uh, <clears throat> Pat Riley, and the guy who invented the buffet. Yes, <laughs> much better heroes.
3: <laughs> uh, speaking of buffet, did we have breakfast?
5: I've been awake for seventeen minutes. <laughs> All right, John.
4: So that's a hard pass. <laughs> Sorry, uh, I was trying. Man, I'm trying to be. In, uh, you know, consistency is a is a thing I've tried and been implementing in my life. And episode thirty seven, Chuck. Yeah, uh, 37. I, I missed the consistency this week. Oh. I, uh, I woke up with some terrible back pain. I had to stretch to even walk.
3: Your, your back is in much worse shape than Justice I'm, Winslow's. I'm,
5: I'm, yeah. He has a, an ice pack that's hard. How, wait, ben how you, Simmons-esque. Sorry, I, I need an aside. Uh-huh.
3: How do you say that player's name, Chuck? Who? Mr. Winslow. How do you pronounce his first it's name? Ju- it's Justice. but Is we, it just Justice? It's Justice,
4: literally. It's but because he's infected us. We've been, we've told everybody it's Justice. I've, I've said always justice. been
3: saying Justice, and I didn't well, think, I think I was doing pronounced- a
4: bit. <laughs> I thought that's how it was pronounced. I think
3: it's because
5: Chuck. I think Chuck did this to us. Yeah, so his I, name is just pronounced Justice. Ju- like, it's Justice. For Justice. Yeah. Just- Chuck- justice for all. How are we supposed to pronounce Bam at a bio? It's Bam at Potato.
3: I still, to this day, no idea what that means. No,
5: said that. That's the that joke, uh, joke. Joke does well in our Slack. No clue what that joke means. Yeah, just doesn't even make me chuckle I or smile think, uh, or smirk. Ab- Ab- no, no, I don't
3: Ab- want you to. Ab- I do not. Uh, want to care. know. Uh uh-uh.
5: Ab- I don't want to know. There's
3: like Ab- memes on the internet. I don't want to know. Okay. Yeah. Stay off TikTok. I don't know. I don't want to know how to use TikTok.
5: What's that stupid dance the kids do? I don't want to know. It's probably Uh, some uh, two girls, one cup nightmare. Yeah, it's probably that.
3: (laughs) I tried for the longest time to not know what that was.
5: We're going to think it's some simple play on words, and we're going to find out it's like, but I have been saying
3: just, Justice for a while because I assumed that's how it was pronounced. I guess that's Chuck's fault.
5: Yeah. I think Twitter's told me that his name is bad it could, trade. It could. It, it, it could
3: be that I willingly like John and I were talking about last episode. I, I willingly live in ignorance in a lot of things. Like right. I have never heard multiple people who are running for the Democratic um, nomination for president. There's like three of the names I've never heard out loud.
5: Buttigieg. And I do <laughs> CIA asset.
3: I don't want to know. There's several of them where I'm like, never heard that name said, spoken before. It's Pete Booty Judge. I read, I read about it. I don't want to know. Uh, my, my breakfast, Booty Judge. I had these same things I keep getting from this middle school. They're like these, <laughs> these cinnamon wafers. They're, they're very close to a cookie.
5: Really? I also had what's the plain Girl Scout cookies? Is, is, tr- like is, is it like a trefoil? Is it like those wafers you foil. get on the plane? A trefoil. Uh... Yeah, very much like a wafer you get those on Those are the, plane. the greatest rich people snack of all. What yeah. are those? I don't know. Oh, they're so good, biscottis, biscotti. something like that. It's oh, very close to a biscotti. Amazing rich and, uh, people food. That's
3: that's what I had for breakfast. So those were those were underwhelming.
5: I had like a dinner that was so late I could qualify it as a breakfast. It also got me in big trouble. Okay. So my girlfriend was really sick last night, so I was up all night to the point where I knew I was going to have to keep getting her stuff. So she's like, "Well, I'm just going to stay awake and start watching this movie that I've been wanting to watch." So I start watching it, and then I get ravenously hungry. And I open the fridge, and my choices are pork loin Mm. and pork tenderloin. Mm. Because I buy in bulk when I shop with my old lady, because she's a coupon-hacking, bulk-buying maniac. So I just have multiple limbs of pork. And my girlfriend stumbles out to get her water and catches me with the first-ever Pork Witch. Oh. (laughs) Yours? Where I have... (laughs) I taken three slices of pork and assembled a sandwich. Mm. <laughs> and she amazing. was like, she and she just looked at it and was like, what is that? And I like have it in my mouth like a dog caught. <laughs> like taking something off the counter. I was like, this is a sandwich. It's a sandwich. <laughs> it's a sandwich. She's like, where's the bread? And I'm like, it's a sandwich. <laughs> Go to bed. It's a sandwich. <laughs> what was the KFC uh, f- it was a double down. I made a double, double down, down out of pure, uh, like heart atrophying pork. Mm. Shallow nitrates. I'm, don't feel good right now.
3: I, I regret know. not buying the double down. I wanted I did. to try it just for the uh, whatever. Live life content. The How con- was the it, content Chuck? purposes. I remember I remember pulling up once and it was Fantastic. like it was like five, it was like 569 or something and I was like that's $2 too many for this ironic eating of this food. <laughs> Chuck
5: looked at me like I asked him if water was wet when I asked him how the double down was. It was amazing. It's
3: great. What? It's crack. How not It's great. Is it, is it KFC? It's good. KFC is good. Yeah. Uh those were uh, undoubtable. <laughs> those were our breakfasts. After our breakfast, we move to our Breakfast in bed. Apologies. This is our chance to make right what we might have gotten wrong on any previous episode. It is often the first time we talk about the NBA, which this show is ostensibly about. Does anyone have anything they need to about? Oh, excuse me. Apologize. To abolish. Yes. To anything we need to uh, apologize.
5: Um. David Peter Griffin, Seth MacFarlane, <laughs> Golem slash Pelicans GM. I guess you've done it. You have Zion. You have all those Laker babies. You've come for our slot. You've come for our Grizzlies playoff seed. I apologize for sliding your team construction. You nightmare horror man.
3: <laughs> <laughs> if the Pelicans, I think they play the Lakers tonight. They play the Lakers, I think, another time this week. the Pelicans beat the Lakers, I will give up. Yeah. I will say, all right, fine. You get it. <laughs> the
5: Pelicans are really good.
3: They're really fun. They're,
5: They're playing crazy incredible. fun. I can't enjoy it.
3: I have a question for you, John. Yeah. In the Grizzlies' sphere, uh-huh. people are very upset at the idea that Zion Williamson could win rookie could of the year. He's the going year. to win rookie of the year. I feel like he's going to win rookie of the yes. year. This is an un- an unpopular thing. Yes. I am not bothered in the least by him winning Rookie of the Year. I assume you are. Oh, Why yeah. am I wrong?
5: I mean, you're not wrong. You're just, like, uh, measured and reasonable in a way that most sports fans aren't. <laughs> uh, and I just, no, it's, like, uh, it really bothers me. But it's absolutely going to happen and probably deserves to happen. The, the most
3: possible games played I think Zion can play is 38 games. Right. Which would be by far the fewest games ever played for a rookie of the year. I don't feel like the rookie of the year is a big deal. Like it'd be nice for John Morant in his trophy shelf when he looks back, like yeah, I was I was rookie of the year. But Zion is such a singular cultural phenomenon, yeah. and he's amazing. Yeah. And if you tie in the narrative thing of like, oh, the Pelicans were six games back, and then they they made the
5: playoffs when Zion came back. Is he? Have you seen his there's plus nothing minus?
3: Yeah, well, there's just nothing you can
5: do. It's just overwhelming. He's Park. like Bo Jackson in Techno Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is uh, nightmarish, and I don't see how... I know that people can point to, like, the Brogdon Rookie of the Year over Embiid, but, like, Embiid didn't have the cultural cachet that Zion has. right? So it's just, like, it's kind of like a runaway train, and I feel like that's, even with Ja getting a ton of pub and, you know, pretty much... He, he, He was a big movement early in the season, but it's pretty incomparable, honestly, as far as how much attention is given.
3: I agree. And when you look at a rookie who is the most anticipated rookie since LeBron James, and then now that he shows up and he's doing as well as anticipated, that's just like a, it's a wave you can't fight. That's the floodwaters. You can't, you can't stop them. I think they're coming.
4: I think... uh, there's a couple things happening at the same time. Jaws, you know, hitting that rookie wall. Zion's getting his legs underneath them. So both of them, if you're comparing them at the moment, it seems like
5: it's a runaway oh. for for Zion, but it's a perfect if you're if you're pro Zion, yeah. it's a perfect time to pick apart John ja Morant. Too. It is. And Jod's plates. Some- They're going under every screen and he's until last night refusing to shoot and looking as poor as he has, but all he's year. played. He's
4: played against two ridiculous defenses in the Lakers and the Clippers right, last ja, year. Right, Ja, yeah,
5: A, and Ja, and it's not going to get much easier for him, though.
4: And there's, you know, that uh, he's out without two good players on two young good players, so he's got to play differently with another kind of lineup. I don't know, man. I think if the team gets back to full strength. They get some legs, and they can make the playoffs. Well, I think it's going to. Unf- I think there's a little, you know, dystopian view of. It's
3: this. just going to come down to the narrative of, of probably guess which team makes which, the playoffs. Who, who makes the playoffs? They're going to boil it down to that. Right. Even if Zion plays like 34 games, <sighs> if they make. If the he's playoffs. averaging 20 and, and 10 and whatever, and his per is 26, I'm just not yeah. I, like maybe it's a thing where uh, it's like I know I can't control it, and I'm like, all right, whatever.
5: He's going to win it. Except Zion's going to win. We're practicing acceptance. But it's I, a it's a highlight reel competition. And yeah. A standings competition, and I think yeah. the Gri- Grizzlies are slated to lose both. And I, you know, I, I was super. It was definitely going to be a feather in in my fandom cap that Ja, even with the asterisk of Zion not playing, right, got to be Rookie of the Year, and it was fun. Was, it's just right now the 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 rug is being pulled out from under the Grizzlies in like so many myriad ways that it's like kind of confounding.
3: It's so, wait, which part's youth, confounding? Youth it's all injury. very. It's all very. I feel like yeah. it's all very. It's like they're playing um, really hard teams. They're not full strength, and they and they yeah, traded to players. But like players. we like
5: still play eleven players when we have all these injuries, and we like still do really dumb. We're things aiming all for twenty twenty one, baby. Yeah. I I guess so, but I don't know. I feel like you can't not give it your all to make that last playoff spot when you have a fandom some momentum behind you like this. Yeah, but we got the injury
4: thing to lean on, and uh, Dylan Brooks getting fat and paid.
5: Dylan Brooks is. What's happening? I'm stunned. Dylan Brooks is anchor man. I'm just i I'm stunned. <laughs> <that> <laughs> <Keith> a, <laughs> you isn't you just, ate the whole cheese wedge. <laughs> I'm stunned that Keith isn't just every week <laughs> apologizing for his Twitter. <laughs> Don't be talking about Dylan Brooks being bad. <laughs> He's bad. Look at these stats I that th- are th- not th- gonna man, hold I up. Throw,
3: I throw out all the stats. You it know, was...
5: this is this is amazing.
3: Like this again, this yeah. is I'm I'm not mad, I'm just impressed. Uh <laughs> Dylan Brooks since the All Star game, which is also since signing his, his extension. Mm-hmm. He's 20 for 80 from the field. He's What? Shooting. He's 25% from the field in 6 games, 20 for 80. There have been uh, 223 players. This is some team Willie Beeman. At least 30 shots since the All-Star break. Dylan Brooks is 223rd.
4: Oh he just needs. God. When's the next Timberwolves game?
5: <laughs> I think they are they out yeah. of Timberwolves games. <laughs> he just needs a, Timberwolves Timberwolves are a, Timberwolves are are can't a
4: different team hit free without cat anymore. No,
3: he's like Nick Anderson, broken. Like he doesn't <laughs> hit free throws. He is the uh, 172 players have attempted at least 15 three pointers. This is very small sample size. Mm-hmm. 172 players have attempted at least 15 three pointers since the All Star break. He's second to last. Oh. You know, the what? guy, the guy who's last is amazing. By the
5: way, who? Malcolm Brogdon. Malcolm Brogdon's stats are terrifying. Malcolm
3: Brogdon, the the regression is here. Yeah. Welcome home, baby. The the chronic injury a la Otto Porter. That's why no one wants you. Uh, (laughs) Maybe here for Malcolm Brogdon. But no, Dylan Brooks has been so bad. It is spectacular. Um, My grits and grinds, silver lining. They were probably going to lose these games anyway. Yeah. Jaron, be hurt. Dylan, be awful. This was the bad stretch anyway. We knew these losses were coming.
4: And five and five over the last ten is not terrifying. It's a weird...
3: They're going to lose six of their
5: next eight. Yeah. They feel... Then it's going to be like, whoa. They feel a lot worse when you watch them. And, <laughs> no, no.
3: They're they're demoralizing. Uh, no, but but then it all comes down to, and the rookie of the year race comes down to March 21st. Yeah. Grizzlies Pelicans. We're taking a bus trip we're going, from Nashville. Baby. Uh, if you need more details, bub, figure it out. Um <laughs> Google also, it. and then also, March twenty fourth, they play the Pelicans again. So the Grizzlies play consecutive games against the Pelicans. That might be the playoff race. Yeah. That might be the rookie. the rookie of the year chase. Anyway, uh, apologies, Chuck. Did you have an apology?
4: Yeah, I'm sorry I didn't eat breakfast.
3: Oh, I Chuck,
4: I didn't. I was trying to do episode thirty seven. I woke up. I put a, a bunch of supplements in my body because mm. I'm eating supplements. Let's to go help. through it bring...
3: Supplements the- or what? Did, what did they supplement? Uh, they, did they supplement, supplement my your, diet, your exercise, or your food that you didn't eat. Which <laughs> di- one did they supplement? The,
4: the, the, it's a supplement for my lack of uh, uh, vegetables and fruit in my okay. diet. Okay. So I I do uh, vitamin C, E, D, B. Then I do CoQ10. I do L-tyine. What? You said
3: what? Co- Co- you? CoQ10. I
4: thought you left all that behind. Yeah. <laughs> CoQ10. Uh, coenzyme around. Q10. I do uh, l thymine, l argentine Probiotic. Are you speaking? I do ginkgo biloba, I do 5 HTP, and I do fish oil.
5: And then ibuprofen.
3: I went to resort once in Ginkgo, Bolivar. B- B- B-
5: I B- think <laughs> none of those are working except for the ibuprofen. <laughs> yeah, the ibuprofen works. Uh, that's y- not working. He's in
4: <laughs> massive pain. That, yeah, I'm always in pain. I'm always in pain. Propped
3: up against a chair trying to... <laughs>
5: <laughs> makes my life miserable in many ways. And I don't even like to complain about it because it makes me seem like... You know oh, how the everything. Frank Thomas like sexual energy commercials, you're like, yeah, I want to get on that level. Like, ringing endorsement. Chuck listing that off... And watch and looking at the pain. Yeah, Chuck. Maybe and try shame. maybe
3: maybe try food, rest, and exercise. What, <laughs> what <laughs> has fewer done, pills?
4: All of these things have balanced my brain chemistry. Though I don't feel depressed about my pain now, so that's that good. that's helpful. And it, it may be a placebo effect. Where I'm that's great,
3: like, but that's not coming across. It's <laughs> not. Nope.
4: <laughs> the misery in my. Face. I'm really
3: I'm really happy that things are all right in your head, but. <laughs> You got the food in your beard and tears in your eyes. <laughs> uh, my apology. I have, you guys know, I have numerous. It's the Dylan Brooks standing? No, I have numerous <laughs> personal campaigns about
5: right. various NBA causes. Mostly <laughs> officials related. A lot of them are
3: officials related. Chief police. Many of them are rules related. Most right. of them are even rules related. And Is this about the ending
5: of Celtics-Lakers?
3: It's not. <laughs> I qu- quit crying. Everyone is my take from <laughs> <the laughs> Southampton. Uh, no, I, I've gotten really hung up on how I feel like we should probably eliminate charges in transition. Right. I think we should definitely eliminate charges in the backcourt, help defender charges away from the basket should be outright banned because it seems like there's too many violent collisions. Yeah. There's too many guys like the Seinfeld. Maybe the Seinfeld stopping short. Mm-hmm. If you're running down the court, like, oh, we got the defensive rebound? I'm not going to go run towards my basket? And then like, oh, Ricky Rubio just stopped running. He stopped short. Who thought right. he – No, there's no way I can know this is going to happen. Like, you plow the guy over. I think these rules should
5: be – This evolved. is worse than the war on Christmas. What is the white man even supposed to do in <laughs> so, the game of basketball so, anymore? What is the white man supposed to do? So there was this play the other night
3: where where um, Terrence Ferguson for the Thunder
4: ASAP Ferg.
3: attempts a 60-foot buzzer beater at the end of the first quarter. Yeah. Attempting sixty-foot buzzer beaters, objectively awesome. Good for the game. Every player should do this. <laughs> you got to limbo <laughs> under that stuff, man. So I like. I. That's why they should change the rules to people like those sh- missed shots not counting against your shot totals because of the like Kevin Durant dribble the clock out. More sixty-foot shots should be attempted. Mm. Keith.
5: This is not slam ball. Sometimes you got to step up. Close your eyes. Put your arms in front of your balls. Pay your taxes before April fifteenth. So. Tip eight <laughs> percent. You got to do the white thing, man. Go so two miles an hour so in speaking the speaking
3: of doing lane. the white thing, Derek White. Oh, oh, connection. he he took a charge on this play. So ugly. There was a violent collision fifty-five feet from the basket. And I'm I, jokingly, I'm like, if I'm if I was dictator, Derek White would be banned. Gritty. Derek White is my favorite Spur by a lot.
5: <laughs> playing the right way. I'm like, I'm
3: like, Derek White, if you did this in a pickup game, a fight would start. Yeah Wes I mean, also Welker. if you shot a 60 foot shot. Anyway,
5: um, Julian Edelman. So 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 Spurs fans Mark Price.
3: Spurs fans in the mentions are like, no. He's playing the white way. Brent I mean, Barry. the right way. <laughs> They said, he's playing the, they said he's playing the right way. They said, this is smart basketball. Luke and my Rittenour. apology is acknowledging that as an argument Bobby for about Jones. an hour. So you're like, okay, fine. The rules incentivize this. My apology is not immediately Scott understanding. <laughs> this is not smart basketball. No. There's Matt no way you harpering. can argue this is smart basketball. <laughs> First of all, Derek White play. was Gritty not set. When Terrence Ferguson started shooting. I think, the call, I think the call was wrong. Second, what are the odds Danny Ainge. what are the odds this shot goes in? <laughs> like four. Five percent? Four percent, yeah. The expected Chris outcome Ford. of that shot, your points per possession, it's like 0.
4: .02. Yeah.
3: Best case scenario, which is what happened. Best case scenario, you picked up an extra foul on Tough Terrence Ferguson.
5: Play. Yeah. Heady play.
3: Risking a three-shot foul on a 60-foot heave mm-hmm. to pick up an offensive foul? Not Heady. Idiotic. John Absolutely Evelcheck. stupid. Chetty. There's no way. Not Heady. Chetty. <laughs> There's, <laughs> no way. There's no way Greg Popovich is like, hey, good play, brother. <laughs> right. if, your team is up by th- if your team is up by three points on the final shot and someone's attempting a 70-foot shot, and someone on your team goes to try to take a charge? Mark Eaton. There is no chance anyone can call that smart basketball.
5: (laughs) No. Great Oster tag.
3: I I apologize for... (laughs) I apologize for considering the argument that it was a smart basketball play. Yeah, no, that's... A smart basketball play is Shane Battier taking a charge in front of the bucket.
5: Head like a A. (laughs) Sharpay.
3: (laughs) <laughs> Shane Battier taking a charge on a 70-foot Hail Mary. No, nah, horrible brain. play. Not smart in the least. But it's incentivized.
4: It's the league incentivizes this sort of tomfoolery. It's
3: incentivized, like uh,
5: in transition play, like, all right, it's not a 70-foot three-point attempt. Right. Fine. There are closing scenes in films <laughs> based around the shortest, widest player stepping in that lane and taking that charge. <laughs> You can't I get rid of it. It's here forever. It'll that, be celebrated. Is that boomerang? I mean, you're gonna have to go back to like. <laughs> I mean, this is like tearing down Confederate statues. <laughs> this is gonna take time, and this is gonna take a legislation. Cultural so cultural <laughs> shift. I think the charge circle. You have to wait for my grandparents to die.
3: <laughs> right now, the charge circle is a semicircle around the basket, as we all know. Right. That's the heroism. You can't. Circle. You can Yeah. I think the charge circle should actually be. Uh, moved out a little bit like Nate Duncan believes, but actually the charge circle should be like a, a, a charge arc where you only can take a charge in that little arc. Right. It's like from six feet from the basket to 16 feet from the basket, there's a little rainbow. Right. That's the only little arc what I love where about a white man can make his last what, stand. What I love about and, uh, this argument to a, a is that juggler. Nate
5: Duncan and Keith Parrish are definitely the dudes in pickup games taking charges. 100%.
3: <laughs> I am not taking a charge arms.
5: since I was 23.
3: <laughs> good stuff. What are you, crazy?
5: It's Nor have you stuff. taken a stand.
3: That's right. Yeah, I am not. I am not going to take a collision playing basketball. I'm going to try to block that guy's shot or steal the ball. That's right.
5: it and I feel like just a good hard foul
3: the NBA would be better if it was just more good hard fouls yeah and not violent collisions when a man has left his feet trying to
5: score Rambus
3: anyway those were our breakfast and bed apologies before we get to our steak and eggs best thing we have a listener submitted question
0: the croissant questioner. any questions Are you going to finish that croissant? Knock yourself out. Uh,
5: Luke Hall asks, in line with many people saying that they don't really enjoy watching James Harden play. Many people are saying. What is your all boring team of players that you find really boring to watch their style?
3: First of all, Luke Hall, I would not describe James Harden's style as boring. I would describe it as actively distasteful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there, there, yeah, there are uh, there are movies like uh, Six Underground, not boring, actively distasteful. That's, that's known
5: as the Ryan Reynolds effect. Um, <laughs> yeah. This is slight, slight tangent, but I do appreciate that the Rockets have changed their style in a fashion that ultimately means nothing and will not make them any better nor worse. But this new, like, no centers—we're going to put no one in the way of Russell Westbrook, so that he absolutely can't justify shooting.
3: It's more fun to watch. My confession: I've been watching Rockets games. Yeah, it's fun now. I like it outside of James Harden. It's kind of cool. Yeah, like Russell Westbrook plays awesome now. Mm -hmm. Uh, I love Robert Covington, and like, just everyone likes PJ Tucker. So like, they're they are as John is saying, they're more fun to watch now. The flailing and flopping and free throws are still grotesque.
5: Right. Um, as an aesthetician, um I'm going to bring to light... This will be a strange one, but my starting small forward uh, is Thunder-era Kevin Durant with mm. the rip-through. Yeah. When that, when that was <laughs> at its height... That was the most unpalatable. That was the James Harden... That was the proto James Harden maneuver.
3: Okay. Oh, so we're the question is we're building our five of of just boring yes. slash things that make the maybe if we if we take boring as
5: not entertaining. I guess I can yeah. admit James Harden Who had yes. big.
4: Parts of their game that Durant that one was. is that,
5: that Durant one is great. Once once that was adjusted to by the officials and kind of league wide and, and even Durant himself adjusted. Kevin Durant became you know an extremely exciting player. And he, even at, even then was an exciting player. But I was so bored by him relying on that move so much, which I get it. It's just like James Harden. It got him free points, ten free points a game at least. Mm-hmm. But that's that was so so bobo. That's my starting small forward.
3: Um, I would in the same vein. <clears throat> You could say starting point guard is either Chris Paul and or Mike Conley, perfecting yeah. the when the screener, when the defensive player came across the screen, just dribbling into them and shooting a three pointer. There was one season where Mike Conley yeah. was a master of getting three shot fouls. Yeah, where it was like this is unjust. Yeah, I'm cheering for this team. This is unjust. Like right, they, they changed the rule because it was so unjust.
4: I got one, and while I love him, and his uh, highlights were always interesting, the Dwayne Wade twenty foot pump
5: fake. Dwayne Wade, period, is the MVP of this team for me. Just a
3: strong disagree. Loved watching Dwayne Wade. No, I loved. I
4: loved the way he played, but he also had like there was a boredom to watching some of the things he did over and over again. Like no one ever read a scouting report that like, look, just don't bite at the pump fake. Good God, he got a lot of free throws that were just not exciting. They were always as a Heat fan, I was chuckling, going, "Uh, look at those dummies. But, yeah,
5: I would imagine if I wasn't a Heat fan that they would be uh, intolerable. Dwayne Wade, one of the greatest players of all time, one of the best shooting guards of all time, the sameness to his game was unbelievable and unparalleled. Yeah. Dwayne Wade watching his games back-to-back, it felt like you were watching the same game back-to-back. Yeah. Except sometimes the shots
4: went in. Parade to the free throw line. Yeah, he was always going there.
5: I've been giving this some
3: thought as far as boring. The team that I find the most boring, that I think is shocking, I've said it before on the show, I'm going to reemphasize, I really dislike watching the Dallas Mavericks play basketball this year. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, I love Luka Doncic. He's carrying my fantasy basketball teams. Like, I think it's neat. You're like, oh, wow, he's so young. He put up 30, 15, and 10. These are crazy numbers. He, He does a lot of fantastic plays throughout the game, but the overall aesthetic... Of them just jacking threes of guys that I don't think are that good at jacking threes. And just it's just bland for me. I don't enjoy watching it. And so I, I do actually I find it pretty boring. Hmm. That's interesting because there's so many teams that
5: play that style.
3: They try. And like the Mavericks have admittedly like mastered it. They've yeah. the be- like one of the best offensive ratings ever. I don't know if it's still the best offensive rating ever, but watching it, it's just I know it's going to end up in a step back three, a step back three. I
5: think thou dost so, protest too much. And are you here? Have you ever been a member of the da- white supremacist organization known as the Dallas Mavericks? <laughs> <laughs> so that's another reference. I, I Cent- think I know what it's from, but
3: I'm not watch sure. I I,
0: say, I
5: I figured. Um, let's get some other position. I think center. This is an important place to talk about whose game is ugly and unfun to watch. Current players. I, I, I'm i saying we could go all time, but... It, yeah, no, let's go all time. Yeah. I I'm never struggling. liked Patrick Ewing's offensive game. You know I, how
3: I feel about his top 10 highlight reel.
5: It is cabbage. <laughs> underwhelming. It's very underwhelming. I mean, it's just the offensive game that now
4: exists in the NBA. Well, I'm, I'm just talking about aesthetically, he's a lot of elbows and knees. He was just very goofy and flailed a lot. Mm. You know, he, hit, he,
5: he could shoot as jumpers. An, as an and, Alonzo Morning supporter, I'm baffled by this. Was that,
4: to a me, a that, to me, was more bra- like brawling.
5: Like he was like a rolling ball of butcher blades. I feel like you're you're picking and choosing eras of Patrick Ewing because there's definitely a, a, an era yeah, of Patrick Ewing that I remember where he is just a dominant. Oh, cool. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna yeah, take everything ones, from the the ones the I watched. of your mind and the stuff that we have no access to. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. That's uh, to me. It's it's got to be. <laughs> it's like uh, maybe some maybe a, who who is the softest center we've seen. Oliver Miller, ooh, that a, that's I'm literally. Doughy. Doughy. I Not like it. You meant. Uh, Sean Bradley's game was very aesthetically displeasing at times, his, but his hilarious. Was,
3: his was like hard
5: to watch. Yeah, right. The
3: Tracy Jordan story. I, <laughs> always, like, thought it, I <laughs> always thought. I always thought he felt he bad good. for him. I
5: thought his leg was going to get thighsmen at any moment.
3: Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to think of boring. Like, boring for me comes up like a lot of 90s basketball. Like, sure. The, like the Iverson Sixers outside of Iverson. Right. Like watching Eric, Eric Snow. Snow. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron, Aaron McKee play. Yeah. Oh, my God.
5: Thorpe. <laughs> so boring. Um, Paul Pierce would make me sick with 62 pump fakes in a possession. Yeah.
3: I think we, we kind of got it. Those are some boring names. Are there any other current teams? Like, which teams do you guys dislike watching the most right now? That Non-Rockets edition. That, that isn't the Rockets.
5: Memphis I'm, Grizzlies. <laughs> it
3: hurts. <laughs> it hurts. I mean, like the magic are so boring. Yeah. Even though Marco Fultz is cool. Man, I do not Jonathan,
5: think Marco Fultz is cool.
3: Well, oh, something about his game, it, it strikes that right nerve with I, me where I'm like, I like this. He is
5: bad.
4: Uh, the Utah Jazz. It seems what? like Donovan Mitchell is the only one that wants to play basketball right now. And uh, Rudy Gobert is just a whining French crybaby. <laughs>
3: That's all he well, does. This is taking a turn. <laughs> <laughs> not, those were our. That was a croissant question from our Patreon supporters. If you want to have
5: thanks, Luke,
3: your question answered on air, you have to become a Patreon supporter at Patreon.com. We love our patrons. Fast break breakfast. Also, if you're Shout a Patreon supporter, Bear. we're gonna answer all the remaining croissant questions on our Millennial Brunch five hundred dollar croissant bonus episode, which is available to our Patreon supporters from $1 a month on up. So if you want to get that bonus episode with John, Chuck, and myself answering your questions, or if you want to submit your own questions to be answered on air, you have to support us at patreon.com slash breakfast. All right, steak and eggs, best thing. What's the best thing you saw in the last week? Do you guys know who the Bucks G League coach is? I did not, but I do now.
4: <laughs> Why don't you tell
3: I, us everything? I mean, well, tell, I, I'm, I'm kind of intimately what, aware. Yeah. Tell our listeners what happened.
4: Uh, I was browsing the interwebs yesterday and found a wonderful Bucks rant. It's a really good rant. Her, post law. Her, please, herd her, rant. Oh, the herd. The, the herd. The, the herd. <laughs> herd. Herd. The Grand
5: Rapids was the opponent I believe.
4: Yeah, they were playing they had lost. Uh, there was a post game presser. There was a very frazzled man. This doesn't do it justice cuz this is an audio podcast, but if you could see this human being.
3: Well what do you want us to play? we'll play the clip. We'll play the clip. Okay, we'll play the clip, but also as you're going to describe you need to see the visual. <laughs> I can't. I, I, once you describe it, I'm going to tell you like everything that came into my mind when I first saw this person. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, here's the clip. This is what's it? Wisconsin? Oh, I don't even know. Who okay. cares? The herd. The, the G League. The Bucks G League team. This is their. This is their uh, privileged angry coach. Uh, the officiating definitely went right for Grand Rapids. That was as unprofessional as a officiating performance. And I hope you tweet this out and tag the league because that was embarrassing. Um, Matt Rafferty is a that being said we have to be so much better at the end of games we can't blow a 21 point lead with 12 minutes to go however bad and biased and uh unfair and illegal and cheating the referees are uh we have to be better closing games and so that's the way i feel
4: okay so the bleep is great but the just the entirety of his uh personality he looks like he was given a lot of monogrammed t-shirts or, or <laughs> Oxford college. shirts he looks shirts like the young version didn't like it. of
3: Philip Seymour Hoffman in what's that last spy Talented movie Mr. Ripley, the most right. woman man oh. Yes, where yes, he's yes, like yes. just e- bedraggled Yeah, <laughs>
5: but like his, his, his yellow his head of Hong Kong station is and everything <laughs> his, all his agents have been burned but this man is young yeah, yeah. This man With is uh, R.C. Buford's son. Yeah, this so is, that's that's and, the secret embarrassing KU uh, nepotism walk-on Chase Buford. Chase Buford. The Never has, two names I enjoy Chase and Buford. <laughs> Never has a haircut matched a name.
3: That hair is white privilege. <laughs> a minority I mean, cannot have a job if their hair looks like that. No,
5: the, In our culture. I couldn't believe that at the end of the rant, Judge Smales didn't go Spalding. <laughs> <laughs> that was a that was a coming off the golf course rant. It was uh, about racial politics. He looks like uh, he looks like he has a Carmex dependency. He
4: does. Looks oh, like yeah. he, he,
3: him and Quinn Snyder <laughs> have the same. Car- they have the killer. same career arc. Uh, <laughs> he was the most frustrated rich white man I've ever seen in a, lo- in a long time. Yeah, he's just screaming at the official, blaming the official, as you heard, uh, which already makes me kind of twinge. But just the appearance <laughs> of this man, where, where I see him, and I'm like that guy. My prejudging this man's appearance, that man has a trust fund. Yes. And then to find out, he in fact is RC Buford's nepotism son yeah. having a G League job. And you couldn't see below his waist in the
4: video, but he was for sure wearing like boat shoes. He absolutely yeah. had boat <laughs> shoes and he had monogrammed socks and salmon colored slacks. Oh, yeah. that guy wears <laughs> salmon
3: everywhere. Right.
5: No, that yourself, guy get screams rid of Sam and clothes. at the help. <laughs> Need to get rid of clothes. He says the help. He says, yeah.
3: <laughs> he
2: says the
5: help. Yes. He, uh...
3: That guy wanted to stay after 1 p.m. at the five star hotel checkout. That's and they were it. like, this is going to be difficult. And he threw
5: a fit. <laughs> lost he, it. He has exactly one black friend. <laughs> he has an extensive Yelp review that collection. Guy was at oh, the, yeah.
3: That guy was at the Country Club omelet bar and found out they didn't get lobster in that day and was knocking over tables and breaking glasses.
5: That guy has more trouble at the customer service desk than Keith Parrish. <laughs> that
3: guy is Glenn they Davis. They did not patch his tire. They did not patch his tire.
5: Yes.
4: Oh, this is my favorite thing we've done. White Glenn Davis, big baby.
3: <laughs> anyway, that man is no, that man is a grown baby. It's a grown baby. Sh- I Sh- saw Eford. him speak for 30 seconds, looked at him and was like, that is the biggest baby I've ever seen. And then to find out that he's the son of of, of a famous well-regarded uh NBA to- yeah. GM. I'm like, this is not right. He was saying it's just, he's having a real... He a, wants
5: to cut your face off your face and put your <laughs> face on his face. Oh, man. He listens to so much Huey Lewis in the news. <laughs> oh, Woo! man. That's just, that made me consider the G League.
3: That, that, that guy wrote, <laughs> wrote, wrote like an article to get out of it. Like he got his master's degree for like a thesis that was like, and this is why the estate tax is bad.
5: <laughs> when you got that much money, though, you're ready for the fines. Right, oh, yeah. yeah. He's like, don't worry, daddy will pay this. He did get suspended two games. He got suspended two games. This isn't like if Sean Kemp was a coach, and Sean Kemp made a bajillion dollars, but Sean Kemp also has 11 kids by nine women. And he's like, he's like, I better not say anything, because I need my money.
3: That guy, that guy <laughs> looked like, you know, one of, he looked like he was boiler room. He's right. just one of the Wall yes. Street guys in Boiler Room. Yeah. yeah, he's calling people up. He's like, yeah, "I'm stealing people's money right uh-huh. now. I'm selling penny stocks. I'm going to uh, get rich." He's a Wolf of Wall Street wannabe. He's
5: one of the guys. <laughs> like Denzel Washington breaks his arm in both Equalizer movies, <laughs> <laughs> just for being that white. Anyway. Yeah, it's, it's very sp- and it's a good rant. Kudos to him. Rant. It's a good man. He got he got all his shots in. He, he really is Christian Bale from the Shaft movie. <laughs> he is perfect white guy, young white guy villain. Chase Buford.
3: He's Chase. like that. That Oil referee drives son. his own golf cart, and I will not have him besmirching <laughs> this thing. I'm trying. He went to, to a
4: accomplish. state school. He says inappropriate things to the girl delivering How many... beer on the golf course. Oh yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Let's move. Uh, my best thing. Right. My best thing is um. Looking big picture. And if the Pelicans, I've already I'm already coping. If the Pelicans <sighs> overtake the Grizzlies for the playoffs, my best thing is actually looking at like the potential playoff matchups uh-huh. and how it's almost a dream. It's almost best case scenario, what you could write up. Lakers Pelicans would be unreal. On its own, but you have the added storyline. This is this is Anthony Davis. This is Zion Williamson. The ex-Lakers, Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram.
5: Can't even look at Keith.
3: The storylines are incredible. Yeah, this is gonna get back some of that money that Daryl Morey blew by tweeting about Hong Kong. Yeah, like this is gonna be a huge (laughs) boon for NBA ratings. Yeah, unbelievably great watchable game. All right, here's something better for you, John. This is more in your wheelhouse. Okay, you could get Nuggets, Mavs, the blog boy dream. Jokic versus Doncic.
5: (laughs) That 3-6 matchup is pretty juicy right now, too.
3: Exactly. And so then you could also get um, Clippers, Thunder, the Paul George, that contention, that anger, the Chris Paul going as Clippers. These are all, if you had to draw up the perfect matchups, they're great. And then you get like the Hatred Unwatchable Bowl. The Jazz, the Rockets, maybe the two worst fan bases. Yeah. <laughs> the absolutely the most righteously indignant two fan bases. Yeah. You get a lot of Chase Bufords fans. screaming. A lot, Chase Buford. a, lot Chase Buford. a lot of Chase Bufords screaming for the refs. You get. Is it? Is this? It'd be Jazz. Refill
0: my unsweet tea. It, it, it'll be
3: Jazz Rockets <laughs> three. Is it? Is this stevia? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um,
3: no, the uh, like that matchup is perfect. So the Western, you, the Western Conference, the Western Conference, they align you? all perfectly. The The Eastern is just garbage. Well, just literal garbage. Maybe, I think you're going to say Heat heat Sixers. Heat
4: Sixers. You got Jimmy playing the, the. the Sixers again. That could be the Sixers something.
3: losing first round and dumping Tobias Harris to the Grizzlies in the offseason is a good love it result. Every other, but every other matchup, I gross. don't know who cares
4: about the Nets playing the Raptors
3: oh, or the Pacers playing the Celtics. These are, these are unspeakably bad games. Yes. <laughs> um, no, but the, the, the West right now, those matchups are a dream for the NBA. Yeah. They're even for me who likes the divergent topics, not mainstream things. I'm even looking at these like, no, this is perfect and I'm excited about this. So, but
4: what about our dream of like having a, a seeded uh you know tournament kind of thing where we reseed the So
3: so east suddenly and west. sounds bad. It sounds bad. If you go one to sixteen, yeah. Yeah.
5: It does. But
3: so this is John, do you have a best thing?
5: Yeah, I thought about making it just uh, there is no best thing, but let's uh let's I'm gonna try to get positive I'm trying not to think about the grizzlies. There you go, buddy. Uh big game hunter Jason Tatum.
3: Oh, he's, he's real good.
5: Woo! Woo! He's looking it. When he plays LeBron, things happen. Yeah. I think the Celtics got two and a half points out of their bench in that game, and they still were deep, deep, reverse, deep in that one. A reverse mm-hmm. Grizzlies. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it's just, uh, I don't know, I don't want to sound too, you know, uh, what's that uh, Boston sports website or the ringer here? I don't want to sound too <laughs> ringery on this, but it was something to behold. Because I mean usually when you see a good Celtics performance and we might we must add they did lose. Yeah. Uh when you see uh, a great Celtics performance you expect like kind of this team-based Marcus Smarty Pants mm-hmm. uh g- grit and grind type uh, effort but this was you know pure uh you know Stur- Sturm Sturm Jason mm-hmm. Tatum just taking over a game. Yeah. And it was something to see. I didn't watch it. I got nothing more. <laughs> No, I got it. it was amazing. Jason yeah.
4: Tatum was
3: just bringing it. he yeah. was like he was like a list all star. Like wow, yeah. this guy's nah. really good. It's a good thing he wasn't playing in the all star game when the game mattered. <laughs> um,
5: so, you so got Kyle thing, Lowry taking white man charges. The, uh,
3: those are our best things that almost won the game. The opposite of the best thing is the cream of wheat worst of week. So what you what I cut you off saying, Chuck? Mm-hmm. You were saying if they actually switched it to one to sixteen um, for the playoffs and regardless of conference, you just take the best sixteen records, like. Would that that would yes that would affect these dream playoff matchups? Yeah, I mean the, the converse to that is there's no business uh, like Jazz Rockets has no business being a first round matchup. That would sure. be a second round matchup. So my worst thing is that we have conferences <laughs> and that you take eight teams from the East and eight teams from the West, and I know the schedules are not balanced. I'm not saying you should balance the schedules. The schedules not being balanced makes this worse. Yeah. The West teams are playing harder schedules and have better records. Right. So, like, I don't understand when people are like, oh, we couldn't do that because the schedules aren't balanced. Like, no. They're already playing a harder schedule and they make it. But so, my worst thing is if we if they just took the top 16 teams into the playoffs, there would be an incredible eight-team race Right now for the final 3 playoff spots, you have your 13 13 teams are in. The Bucks, the Lakers, the Raptors, the Celtics, the Nuggets, the Clippers, the Rockets, the Heat, the Jazz, the Sixers, the Thunder, the Mavericks are good. And the Pacers, maybe they're good. I don't know. They're struggling. Uh but th- that's 13 teams who are good. You're in the playoffs. Great. If it was a race if if it was just the top 16 teams period, you'd have the Grizzlies in 14th. A game and a half behind them would be the Nets in 15th. A game and a half a game behind that is the Trailblazers in 16th. But no one thinks the Grizzlies are really hanging on. No one thinks the Trailblazers <laughs> are hanging on. In this scenario, that was a groan, not a yawn. Not a groan. John looks very um, out of sorts. No, no, no. You would have, outside of the 16th spot, if you're chasing the playoffs, if it was just top 16, make it, you would have five teams within two games of the 16th spot. You'd have the Pelicans are a half game behind. The Magic are a half game behind. The Magic who are, are going to make the playoffs no matter what. Right. They should not. Uh, you have the Spurs a game behind. You have the Suns just two games behind. The Suns right now have the their starting lineup. That five-man unit has the best Unit. Net, thank you. Uh, that five-man unit, unit has the best net rating in the entire NBA of all lineups that have played 200 minutes together. It's like the Suns are playing well right now. The Kings are playing pretty well right now. Post-All-Star break, they're, they're doing great. The Kings would only be two games out of the playoffs. So instead of, like, the Kings and the Suns seasons basically being over and the Grizzlies, Trailblazers, Pelicans, and Spurs chasing one spot, all those teams would still be in it. You'd have – that's 30% of the league would be fighting. Eight teams would be fighting for the last three spots, and it would be all up in the air, and it would be way more dramatic, way more compelling into the season. And I feel like that is what we're losing by having this, you know, the Nets – and Magic by birthright are yeah. guaranteed playoff spots. And I hate it. It's the worst thing.
5: It's pretty bad. Yeah. What's your worst I thing? I can think of much worse things, What's Keith. What's your worst thing, John? I watched it last night, and I think you did too. <laughs> so I think you're just lying to our fans. There's nothing <laughs> worse than the Grizzlies' first quarter. Nothing, t- terrorism and poverty are not as bad <laughs> as the Grizzlies' first quarter last game. That was everything we were afraid of happening on our faces, Bukaki style. (laughs) They scored. They scored two touchdowns. It's not bad. (laughs) What was it? Was it forty to fourteen? Forty to
3: four. What? what? (laughs) I've been spelling out how the starters like their their net rating. The Grizzlies starters' their net rating is seventy six, which is terrible. (sighs) Um, since the All Star break, they they put up two points in like the first six minutes. It was brutal. John, I'm gonna try to cheer you up because I see some Grizzlies fans getting upset. Right. Like we said earlier, if they were gonna lose these games anyway. Yes. the Clippers were at full strength and looked awesome.
5: They yeah. had the Pat Beverly, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Trinity of Doom. You had
3: yeah. you had like Dylan Brooks trying to score on Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. You had you had you had John Morant being guarded by Patrick Beverly, and the Grizzlies would come set a pick, and Paul George would switch onto him. Yeah. Right? Like well, I mean, what in the world? Like Not the,
5: great Bob.
3: The Clippers were crushing, but the Grizzlies. Right. The Grizzlies. When Jaw or Jaron don't play, when either one of them misses a game, they're one and eight. Yeah, this is a team that we thought was going to suck, and they do suck when one of their two best players doesn't play. When John and Jaron both play, they're twenty-seven and twenty-one. I feel like you're getting. I feel like some people, John, you seem too distressed. I think they're they're demoralizing games to
5: watch. I'm missing the forest for the trees. So I think we know. I love to kill coaches. I I think Uh. I think stuff like this, like. When I watch how the Grizzlies lose, some uh, here's my biggest problem. When the Grizzlies do really well, I feel like it's like in spite of Jenkins. And it's like all right, they're just gonna do their thing. We always just play the dumbest combination of players and do the dumbest things, and it makes me insane. Like I don't see how you can watch Jonas Valanciunas get eaten alive over like he's at can't play canter levels to me. Like the emptiest stats I've seen ever on a basketball court. And then I I, like, why is Marco playing? Why does this happen?
3: So, your proposal is to remove one of the eight NBA.
5: L- level players. Opinence. No, than- you still play Jonas, but you play him as like a change of pace guy. He's like a, a he's like a the world's tallest goofiest Vinny the Microwave Johnson. <laughs> like put players on the court that fulfill roles. Don't just be like, all right, this guy has the highest rating on NBA 2K. This guy has the highest rating and mishmash it. I just feel like there's no chemistry. There's no. We all know about like if you're a Grizzlies fan, there are like lineups that are like when it goes in, it's like all right, we're about to make a run. Why can't that be the
3: starting lineup? Because it won't make a run because it'll be playing good players.
5: I don't think that's true. I, I think don't it's think kinda true. I don't think Anthony Melton and Kyle Anderson are guys who only feast on 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 second stringers. I think there are lineups that the Grizzlies put out there that are defensively really hard to score against, no matter who you are. Yeah, and we never play those until we're in. Well Deep so doo-doo.
3: when the Clippers could have easily been up twenty eight to four mm-hmm. after right. six minutes. The Grizzlies, honestly, they're playing good defense. Yeah. It was only twelve to two or, right. <laughs> or whatever right, it was yeah. after six minutes. I don't I think it's I don't know. I, I'm with you that I'm frustrated. I don't understand the use of Guterich. uh like, with yeah, just pl- when you, guys when you, play who when I you, can't when you stick imagine. them back in and I do think without Jaron Jackson Jr., you can't really start Valentino's with Kyle Anderson with Brandon no. Clark. Mm-hmm. Brandon Clark who leaves Every yeah. game that he starts early, which is bad. What is that? But, again, criticizing Taylor Jenkins when this team is 27 and 21 when John Jaron play yeah. and has transformed their team into, like, a fast-paced lead the NBA in assists, get up I and down, know. and I their just, defense is playing pretty well. It makes, me afraid. It makes think, me afraid. I think my official position is Jenkins has earned a lot. Oh, he's got a wide berth.
5: Wow. He's got a wide berth. They already hit their over. Yeah. I mean, they have trans, they have two, they had basically uh, slam balled two first round draft picks, one of which was the second overall pick. Uh, They've, you know, they've, they've, we have trusted the process. Mm -hmm. I feel like, so I'm worried. Here's what I'm worried about. This sounds like your uh, assessment of Brett Brown a few years ago, who I now, who I I still maintain sucks
3: balls. My Brett Brown (laughs) wasn't my assessment of Brett Brown was like just agnostic. I was
5: like, we don't know. Maybe he's good, but we don't know. I mean, yeah, I just feel like it's not hard to be like, "All right, we have young, good players. Let's run." Congrats.
3: Every NBA coach does that, and they're like, "Hey, we're gonna play play pace and space and get up and down." And And we're actually doing it. The Grizz are actually doing it. Mm -hmm. Right. I am not. I'm like not distraught. I think. There's a lot of the politics. I don't know if politics is the word. Like, Valanchunas has been this great veteran. He's a good guy. Everyone loves him. Let's stick him in the starting lineup. I do think next game they probably move Kyle Anderson to the bench to alleviate. Although, if Brandon Clark's out, who knows? (laughs) I'm just like, you know, there's no shooters. There's no (coughs) answer. If Dylan Brooks shoots 12% on, like, six threes per game and Jaron Jackson Jr. isn't playing, yeah, literally nothing you can do right d'anthony melton who we love who we adore right. who i want to see play like 35 minutes because he at least gets steals and he plays do, defense no, could do nothing he's night. shooting 30 percent from the field right. like they're all shooting 30 percent from the field i think you guys are missing one big thing
4: i'm missing lots of, i'm like completely i like, like that john
3: is very consistent and here's the big thing you're missing yeah
4: once he got traded the locker room oh thank you guys a lot less <laughs> important. They didn't have anything to do with the hate locker room leadership. Yeah, they <laughs> no. needed
5: No, they needed ha- they needed that coalescing galvanizing yeah,
4: okay, yeah. uh yeah. figure to that hate on. As needed, a troll
5: and as a real thing. They need yeah. someone to spite, and they don't <laughs>
3: have anyone to spite in. They don't have
4: the spite. They don't have they're not taking the pasties off of the Andre cut cutout. Spite
3: Marco. <laughs> and also, they I mean, all these losses, it's like we knew they were coming. And the All Star break was a nine day
5: love fest of every national outlet writing a Grizzlies yeah. feature. That's you then Keith, had. I'm embarrassed. What? I'm embarrassed that everyone is now watching us and now we suck. It was yeah. embarrassing because that game I'm was NBA
3: TV. They're going to be on. And Michigan I'm looking TV for a scapegoat on, on and I can't
5: think of anyone. I don't want to just say Dylan Brooks. It's just. A so I'm just lashing out. We got the
3: rookie wall. They played we playing on teams Friday that on in L.A. This is monkey's paw stuff. They played on Friday in LA, had People Saturday things. and Sunday, Sunday
4: off in LA. Dylan in Brooks
3: just made thirty million dollars uh-huh. two weeks ago and had a free weekend in Los Angeles. Sorry, Yikes. forgive him for going one for seven,
4: and then played the uh, fully functioning, the fully
3: functioning Clippers, Clippers team, which looked amazing. The Clippers team that's playing Jermichael Green at garbage time where he belongs. <laughs> Sorry, Sabrina Merchant.
5: There were moments where I, like. I was I was looking at Montrezl Harrell and I was like, I think he's about to put up fifty points. Up. Well,
3: even like watching watching off, the Clippers man. on <laughs> on Monday night, it was like, oh yeah, they don't need Montrez to play. No, kind of kind of interesting. is enough. Uh, what well, was worst thing? Worst thing? Chuck, do you have a worst thing? Yeah, I
4: have a worst thing. We were talking about Brett Brown and Brett Brown was asked uh, about Ben Simmons's back injury and how long he'll be out, and he says, I don't know. Uh, it's really kind of like how long is a piece of string? who knows piece of string string what does that mean exactly say what <laughs> it is a, yeah it's like a zen buddhist koan measure that joint yeah you use the tape measure that's how you know how long a piece of string is you check the manufacturer uh label probably 12 inches or so
3: <laughs> probably
4: industry standard What Industry have you. Strand, standard string brett brown is uh not happy he might have lost his mind yeah and while they they did beat uh, they're looking good at home. The the Sixers on the road look like Garbaggio.
3: They're Garbaggio, and made this. But the Ben Simmons thing is like he might be out,
4: yeah, indefinite. for a while. And well, he's got is, a chuck.
3: He's got a bad back. He's
5: got a. He's got a chuck. He's pulled a full chuck. Well, I like that you're bringing me this warm blanket of coach bashing. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I need. <laughs> Yeah, in a, in a <laughs> day when we have a wonderful uh, Chase Buddy... Uh, <laughs> B- but,
4: Buddy Buford? Buddy Buford rant. We got another weird string theory. What's the
3: worst name he could have? Like, like
5: Chase? Spalding.
3: Yeah, like Spalding Von Arsdale,
5: <laughs> Or something like that guy. Drammel Star the 4th. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
3: yeah.
5: Or Jonathan Hilty Hall Burr yeah, yeah. the 2nd.
3: <laughs> Jonathan Hilty Hall Burr the 4th. Oh,
4: oh,
3: man. Yeah, the Sixers, it's tough. Uh, That's just, tough. Everything's gone wrong. They're gonna fire Brett good Brown. Thing they got the best player in the world. They they they've been booing Al Horford when he uh, plays. And booing, and Embiid, booing Embiid. Embiid is shooting like ninety percent from the foul line now. He's going.
5: Yeah. And he had, he had his career is high. Using, is he
3: using that spite? Is he is he using that fuel that an, that anger rage to make? He some does free appear
5: throws? to soak in the hate. Yeah, he does get a little bit of energy yeah. from it. Yeah, he does. He definitely
4: eats eats their pain. Yeah. But, but He knows uh, how good he is, and if he ever decides to get
3: in shape, he might be one of the best players in the league. I like that. Speaking of Payne, <laughs> uh, you guys see Bradley Beal. I mean, obviously Bradley
5: Beal. Oh, man. F- scored like 100 points 100 in two games? games. 108. Someone is that talking? real? I was just kidding. No, yeah, 50, it was like 55, 55 and 53. And 53. No, he, that's not
3: a deep pick. John. <laughs> yeah,
5: yeah. <laughs> he scored 108 points. 179 points. <laughs> Wait, I should look that up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah
3: so someone, someone was arguing online that, like, and this is right again like – I feel like a, a cause I feel passionate about. Saying like, how good can you actually be like a Trey Young or a Bradley Beal if your team is so bad? And I'm right. like a big Bradley Beal fan, and I'm like a, am a burgeoning Trey Young fan, like enjoying it. They're very similar. They are very similar. Very similar. And, the, and they're like, like like Kimba Walker. They were giving Kimba Walker some credit for the for the Hornets being middling the last few years. I think I think um, Bradley Beal is much better than Kimba Walker. But I don't know. And I don't know, like, how bad can a player be a la a Devin Booker? Like, would Devin Booker be doing better if he was in Kimba Walker's place on right. a good team? So I don't know. So, like,
5: yeah, this is an interesting conversation to have. It's like a longer – because I do feel like – I feel like Devin Booker, Trey Young, and Bradley Beal are all similar players. Yes. Um, I feel like Kimba Walker – is much lesser offensively, but then you can, if you want to, ascribe some sort of intangibles and defensive qualities yeah. to him. You cannot watch Devin Booker, Bradley Beal, or Trey Young be like, "Yeah, those guys are they—they they are good at defense. They have that leadership." Like, maybe
3: I'm biased because we saw the Wizards make so, some playoff run, not right. runs, but they made the playoffs, right? And, and like. He looked good in the playoffs, and he's such a phenomenal scorer, and we've never seen any of that you know, from Devin Booker, obviously. Right. So, I don't know. It is probably a longer question, but with uh, Bradley Beal scoring 108 points yep. in defeat, mm-hmm. I was thinking, um, what's that song?
0: <laughs> Dinklage,
3: Peter Dinklage, Peter Dinklage, Peter Dinklage, Peter Dinklage, Peter Dinklage. All right, Game of Scones. This is Players... Who have scored fifty points in defeat more than once. Wow. Okay. There are approximately what is this? Twenty? I don't know. Wow. I bought this. There's approximately twenty players in NBA history who have had multiple fifty point games in
5: defeat. So I can't believe it's that many. That's terrifying. That's good for the game. So you, yeah.
3: you guess I mean it's right.
5: Um, Will we?
3: <laughs> no one r- totally obscure has scored fifty points twice in defeat. Okay. So anyway, Brad Beal has scored fifty points in defeat twice now. Wow. Uh, he's off the board. But uh, John, why don't you go first? These are
5: wilt the stilt. Wilt the
3: stilt Chamberlain did it thirty-seven <laughs> times. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> thirty-seven. For our clerk fans. Um, Gilbert Arenas. That's an amazing, deep cut guess. Very early in the game. That's incorrect. Should have went sweet. Away. I'll to get do going. Kobe. Kobe Bryant did it eight times, in a personal tribute to himself. <laughs> oh god. Kobe numerology. It's all I, it, the cool, SEO content. I'm, I'm sick of it. Hashtag. Let's move on. Oh uh, my god. Uh, Kobe and Wilt are off the board. Would you like to pick a weird Washington Wizard? <laughs> Chuck.
5: <laughs> um. He's going to do it. He's going to say RV Grant. Do not say Antoine Jameson.
3: <laughs> I will smack you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll reach across this table. Um, Michael Jordan. Thank get, to you. To the man yeah. who cried at Kobe's yeah. Kobe's wake. The new Michael Jordan. That is correct. Michael Jordan, Jordan has game. done it 10 times. We have now the three most common uh, people to do it are off the board. I'll do Oscar Robertson. That is incorrect. Ooh, too many wins. Too many wins. Um... James Harden, that is correct six times. James Harden, we got a tie game.
5: Russell Westbrook,
3: Russell Westbrook three times.
5: Um,
4: Dominique Wilkins, Dominique Wilkins three yeah. times at one of those.
5: Mm. Uh, this is going to be wrong, but let's do it anyways. Bernard King,
3: Bernard King four times. Oh! Wow, nice work, John. UT legend.
4: Um. Michael Thompson?
3: Michael Thompson. What just happened? No. No. <laughs> the answer is
5: wrong. <laughs> James Gandolfini. <laughs> uh two strikes for Chuck.
4: I like to play from a corner. I like my back against the
3: wall. Let's pick some players who are in the Hall of Fame or are going to be in the oh, Hall of Fame. I'm going to
5: I god, that was so good. I'm going to do David
3: I mean, Robinson. I mean, not to disparage uh, Michael Thompson. David Robinson is incorrect.
5: <sighs> incorrect. In that first season, maybe. Um, that first season. <sighs> Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley.
3: It's a good guess, but it's incorrect. Oh, I lost. I like Chuck that. has struck out. John, would you like to win with style?
5: Style, piz Um. Okay. I'm going to go with Anton Jameson. <laughs> there are
3: multiple people who are at Kobe Bryant's funeral <laughs> memorial service who are correct answers. No, uh, Anton Jameson is not correct. LeBron James is correct. Yeah,
4: I was uh, going to say him for the win.
3: Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is correct. Yeah, I was oh, gonna do good that God. Too. Uh, the only player with uh, five is I- Allen Iverson. Ah. Did Carl Malone ever do it? Nope. Nope. Uh, And then we have Damian Lillard three times, Uh, Bob
5: McAdoo three times. Damian Lillard three times this season.
3: (laughs) Uh, And then Tiny Archibald, Elgin Baylor, Kevin Durant, Hakeem Olajuwon, Adrian Ah. Dantley, and Michael Red.
5: Michael Red is on every single damned game of scones of all time.
3: So also unique the other night, um, speaking of... uh, Michael Red scoring fifty points in losses. This reminded me, right. uh, Kevin Porter Jr. from the Cavaliers.
5: Yes, one of the, the fifth
3: rookie ever to score thirty points off the
5: bench from the shooting guard Hydra of Doom in Cleveland. JB Vixtaff uh,
3: has him do some things.
5: Yeah, now we've got Darius Garland getting weird down there, unlocked. Yeah, Kevin Porter Jr. I mean, he's the best of the young Cavaliers. Um, uh, that's like no, he is. I like, I, mean, but I still, I still think Garland has the most long term potential. But uh, Kevin Porter Junior. is the guy you can play right now.
3: And no answer. Uh, J.B. Bickerstaff coached circles around Spoelstra, right, Chuck? How'd you?
5: Well, we're missing our best player
4: and uh, Justice Winslow. I know. Yes.
3: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: uh, no, they they're Miami's historically bad against bad teams when they're a good team.
3: They're so. really leaning into that recently. Really I, have been. the Heat really can't
4: beat
5: anybody who clean. sucks. Do you guys uh, subscribe to the? Good teams beat the teams they're supposed to, theorem.
4: Yeah, I do. And that gives me kind of pause for the playoffs. But the matchups for Miami and the East outside of uh, the I
3: Bucks. feel like John Schumann mm-hmm. used to throw out. I feel like there's been exceptions this year, namely like the Thunder. But it, it used to be what your team did the first 20 games. That's your team. Yeah. And everything else is just like you're just getting to the season. Yeah. So like the Heat started off really strong. They look good. But Jimmy Butler, team's good. Yeah. So yeah, some teams lose to bad teams like the Lakers don't. The Bucks don't lose to anyone. They almost did. Yeah. Man, they wanted to lose to Brad Beal and the Wizards. I mean,
4: the Heat had like, they were up 22 in the third. They scored 82 points and a half against the Cavs earlier. They probably were on autopilot, and then Kevin Porter Jr. happened.
3: They were 8-0 in overtime in games overtime. before uh, the game. Anyway, uh, let's move on. Let's wrap this up with the awards segment Yay. of the program. The International House of Pancakes Award Given each week to the worst performance in a box score. This week we have a, a few honorable mentions, nothing outlandish. Uh, Tomas Satoransky, 0 for 8. Robert Covington and our boy Dylan Brooks, 3 for 14. We have three nominees as they occurred chronologically through the week. Kevin Herter, 1 for 11. And a win against the Mavericks. in a controversial win. Yeah. Should we talk about that? Chase Buddy Buford got a two-game <laughs> suspension for undermining the role of officials in the G League. Yeah.
5: Right. Mark Cuban said there is a systemic
3: 20-year I, I, process.
5: I feel like we can't acknowledge Cuban because that's what he wants. It's all part of his plan. He's correct. Don't feed the trolls, maybe? I mean, Cuban, I, I can't stand Cuban.
3: I so. badly wanted to like reply to his tweet because he like looks at a lot of his replies.
5: <laughs> to be like,
3: this rant but for an NBA owner with a culture of hiring yeah. sexual predators. Right. There's a systemic hiring and training problem here. I'm kind of right.
5: glad you didn't, because I think he would have like doxed you. and He probably would yeah, have. Yeah. I mean, this is it like, was... a g- he might he he might have swatted you. There might be g- guys in tactical gear hitting this dungeon right now. Or even worse, our, po- that. our podcast downloads
4: would have went down. Oh, we would have yeah. probably game the system to do negative downloads. The first ever I negative like... download. So,
3: to be clear... <laughs> The Mavericks are protesting a game because what was, like, supposed to happen, happened. Like, Like, the shot was blocked. John Collins followed it up and put it in. They're up four.
4: Right.
3: Like, so often people are furious at my good friends, the police slash the referees. Money. They're so upset at the referees because, like, oh, they got something wrong. And when they get something wrong, I get it. But by the rules written down... They did everything they were supposed to do, everything. and the result of the game matched what the result of the game should have been. The shot's blocked. They missed it by called a goaltend. If they hadn't blown the whistle, John Collins makes the shot.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: There's nothing you're doing about th- that putback, and by the rules, like they, they the last two minutes says they got every call right. And I'm not one who thinks like, oh, the league's doctoring the last two minutes to right. support the refs. Twelve people read the last two minutes. No <laughs> one cares.
5: Like, they're not doctoring it to, to fix it. Keith just counted himself three times. Yeah.
3: So I Sounds like a like
5: bad process, good result.
3: Yeah, like it was a messy ending. Basketball games are always going to have messy endings because they're impossible referee. Right. And the fact that these referees took their preparation, they saw a thing that maybe has never happened before where, where you call a golden, you have to review it, and then because that's a recently new rule. I think
5: all the reviews set up the, the referees to lose. Agreed. Yeah. And I just feel like, like it's just a really huge waste of time and at this point, Lakers, now, now money. Unless the long con is just for the league to make more money and to make up Hong Kong revenue by finding the bejesus balls off of Mark Cuban, then this is a failure. Yeah. (laughs) Like the end of the Lakers
3: Celtics game, there's some questionable foul calls, but it wasn't anything like egregious. It was like, all right, like that's probably 80% of a foul, but like the opposing team is mad that it went against them. But the fact that we have like, however many reviews for Out of Bounds, it just gives you all this time just to soak it in. Yeah. Like, if it was just quick Out of Bounds, all right, let's just keep going. No one would care as much. Anyway, we're in the iShop Award. Um, Feed me. Kevin Herter in a game that will not be overturned by challenge. Oh, by the way, if the if, if the NBA were to rule that, like, oh, yeah, the official screwed up, we have to replay the last nine seconds, do Luka Doncic and Kristaps Porzingis get to play? All right. No. Because they were resting. Yeah. They weren't, like... They were, they were not on the... I think they were on the active roster. I guess it comes down to if they're on the active roster. This is actually not what I want. <laughs> I want the nine seconds to be replayed and, and then Dante and Persingas to play. But all right, anyway. Um, Kevin Herter was one for 11 in that controversial Hawks-Mavs game. Please three points, three rebounds, six assists, four steals, which is awesome. Uh, one turnover, zero personal fouls, maybe try. Um, Devontae Graham in a loss to the Nets. One for 10. Six points, one rebound, two assists, two steals, one block, two turnovers, one personal foul. And then Andrew Wiggins. Wiggy. The steal of the trade deadline. Three for 16 Ooh. in a loss to the Pelicans. Eight points, 10 rebounds, four assists, a steal, a blo- two, a steal two blocks, one turnover, three personal fouls. So this is tough. Herder, one for 11, three points, six assists, four steals. Ginger hair. Graham, 1 for ten, six points, 2
4: rebounds
5: for shields. And then Wiggins, 3
3: for 16. Is it just her with the 1 for 11? Yeah, it's pretty gross. All right, that's fair.
5: I, I, I almost made almost the exact same joke as Chuck when he said, please hammer, don't hurt her. So if I was going to say, please hurt her, don't hammer. <laughs> which I think uh, highlights our different comedic styles in that Chuck's is funny and mine was confusing.
3: <laughs> I like yours, John, because somehow it reminds me of our name Passback Breakfast. <laughs> and, and
5: things and are it, backwards,
3: yeah. you don't quite
5: get it. It doesn't make sense. It takes a Welcome while. Welcome to the uh, to morbid shining out. dance hall that is my brain, <laughs> where the only things that happen are. Coach is being murdered, (laughs) chopped up with an axe, and stacked in the uh, West Wing.
3: Uh, Par fadeaway, gentlemen. What things are we looking forward to? You're
5: financially obligated to mention not only the watch party, but our Millennial Brunch Croissant Questionnaire episodes.
3: That's true. Uh, Our watch party for a very important, the Grizzlies must win the game. Uh, They have a home game against the Kings, who are playing very well right now, on Friday (laughs) night. So, Friday night, February 28th at the Mainstay, 7 p.m. We have a bunch of good Vancouver Grizzlies throwback items to give away. Your first beer is free, courtesy of us. So, if you're anywhere near Nashville, come to the Mainstay if on the Friday, February 28th. the break their three-point
5: mark against us again, then find me and your second beer will be free. Yeah. Uh, I might start drinking.
3: But anyway, so come to the watch party. Uh, very important Grizzlies game. And yeah, uh, if you want to hear our bonus episode of our answering your croissant questions, that's at patreon.com slash fast break breakfast. Chuck, what do you You have anything you're looking forward to?
4: Uh, I'm looking for that trip. We're going to take that Grizz bus trip. Oh, brrr, brrr, the other brrr.
3: extremely important game on March 21st against the Pelicans. Super important game.
4: Uh, we're Come head- on, you
3: Zionists. We're taking you down.
4: We're heading on down to Memphis, to, to Bluff City. We're going to take a group of people. We're going to have a bunch of fun.
5: Group of people on a potentially a group of Pelicans fans
4: and, and hopefully no Pelicans fans. <laughs> come on down. Yeah, yeah, come with us. We don't mind a little altercation or two. Shenanigans. Um, none of us are going to fight you. True. But what we, uh, that's basically what I'm looking forward to. I have a big, I've circled it on my calendar and it's going to be a fun. Chuck night. doesn't have a calendar. I have a Google Doc. Playboy count, <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, if you're, if you're uh, in Nashville, want to come with us, want to hang with the boys, uh, f- Google it.
3: Google Yeah, I guess you can go to the Grizz... Na- at Grizz Nashville. Yeah. Oh, no, honestly, go to grizzlies.com slash uh, Nashville. That's it. Go to, yeah. it. Go to go. that
4: website where you will find our faces.
3: Grizzlies.com slash... We are slash on the Grizzlies website. Nashville. I think what I'm looking forward to, unfortunately, is like what happens with the Sixers. Man... It's is it just it's all dark? It's so intense. Is it just all gnashing of teeth and darkness?
5: I, it rarely, ha- like, <clears throat> the way the roster is constructed leaves so little, like, daylight. You're just like, what can be fixed?
3: They just need to put, po- like, they just, I mean, it's so weird now. They just need, like, a scoring point guard. Can Alec Burks just take over?
5: I mean, I think Alec Burks is the, the he's the only person who could possibly benefit from this situation. Um. The first explosion is it's over. It's so funny because you look at like the Utah Jazz, and it's like they have so many guys who need and want the ball, and you're like, just kick one of them. No, I'm not saying it has to be Mike Conley. So right, saying, yeah. Just yeah. kick one of them over to the Sixers. Why couldn't that trade have happened? Man, the, the Jazz losers a three straight, losing at home
3: badly yeah. to teams, and I was thinking like, oh, maybe a silver lining for the Grizzlies. Like if the Jazz could – could they miss the playoffs? But they can't. They're so far ahead. No. Because if they miss the playoffs, the Grizzlies get their pick. But I was still like, they're so far ahead. They're – they're Yeah. They can't do it. The Jazz just have to struggle with their try to try to get things right. But we're not, we're not weird part of the season. We're like, I don't think you should be worried about anyone unless you're all NBA uh, six, 10 point guard is is maybe has back issues and not come. Right.
5: Back. What's funny about the Sixers is that we're doing all this wailing and gnashing and then Simmons comes back in time for the playoffs and they're still very.
3: That's all that matters now. All these good yeah. teams. It's like there are there are four teams that don't matter.
5: And if you're like the a believer Grizzlies. in like the Andre Iguodala can turn on for the playoffs, you like almost contractually have to be a believer that Al Horford could, right? I yeah, maybe. No, I don't Probably. know. Probably. Yeah.
3: I think I think you're right. No, I'm saying like there's there's like four teams that are trying to make the playoffs. You know, the, the Grizzlies, Pelicans, Spurs, Blazers, where like these wins and losses right now matter. Everybody else, it doesn't really. Yeah. Like you're in, you're good. You know, try to pacers try to fix old Bone Brogdon. Get healthy. Uh, Sixers try to get healthy. Um, Heat. What do you need? Uh, Get healthy. G- Who knows?
4: Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Jimmy's taking personal days.
3: He does it's that. Like un- he do that.
4: Yeah. He's on, I he guess he's taking
5: his horse to. Can we camera. get a
3: Jimmy Butler Plays 30? Jimmy plays 30? He's oh, on like man. five teams now, right? In the last
5: 45 years. The Jeff Goldblum of the NBA. Anyway, uh, that's <laughs> that's the show. A star entity.
3: Thanks for checking us out. If you want to follow us on Twitter, Fast Break Break. Follow Chuck the Mighty Chuck, John at Master John Burr. Follow the Instagram, Run By Chuck, hashtag Run By Chuck. Uh, fast <laughs> Break Break. You guys are the best. Thanks for listening. And remember, breakfast is the most important thing.
0: Yeah, never apologize for being g and break break, man, you understand? Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex, Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived.